Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Good morning, evening, afternoon, whatever time of day it is where you are at. Welcome to Collider Dailies. I'm John, and joining me this time is somebody who I've never gotten a chance to do an episode with yet, so I'm super pumped. It's Steve, the man, the myth, the legend himself. How are you well, doing? Listen, you finally lifted the restraining order, and so this way we can actually do an episode together. Yeah, you know, I was not aware that restraining orders covered digital meetings, but I guess it did, yeah. uh, which it's good that that was lifted. Uh, everything just flipped, and I just got yeah, thrown exactly. off. Right. <laughs> it's Adam good that that was lifted so that we could do this episode. And also, uh, in like less than two weeks, we are going to be together physically at Sundance. That's true. Um, looking forward to it. I'll, uh, there's a bunch of us that are going and there's some really cool movies. And the best part is that none of us know what the big movies are going to be out of the fest because um, I have not seen anything yet. Normally by this time, they like send me a link or two and cause I'm going to do some interviews, but this year I haven't seen anything and it's uh, alarming because I'm going to be doing a bunch of interviews and, uh, you know, it takes time to watch some of these movies. Uh, but I, I really look forward to the fest and discovering films that are just not on your radar that all of a sudden become the things you are raving about all year. Yeah, it's going to it's going to be a ton of fun. This is actually going to be my first Sundance. I've never I've never been to Sundance, so I'm pretty stoked to get there and sort of check out the vibes and see how it's going to be. I'm also really excited because we're going to be producing a ton of just fantastic content. You mentioned the interviews and things of that nature. There's going to be a lot of great stuff coming out. I'm going to be working my butt off editing videos, shooting videos, having a great time. It's going to be awesome. I'm super stoked for it. So be sure to look out for that collider.com, the YouTube channels, the socials, all that stuff. There's going to be stuff just plastered all over the place for it. So be sure to check that out. But today we have 
some news we're going to talk about. So let's get into that. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Naked Gun reboot remake. I'm not entirely sure on the actual language there, which one it is. Uh, but, you know, one of those. We're going to be talking about Kingpin on Daredevil Born Again. But first, the very first thing that we're going to talk about is the future of the Orville. Uh, yeah, so you got a chance to talk to Seth MacFarlane uh, while talking to him about the 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 upcoming TED show. And you you got a chance to ask him about about the Orville. You want to talk a little bit about what he had to say there? Uh, sure. Um, yeah, I just want to start out that it meant the you know I was very curious, so I started the interview off asking about the Orville. Um, and uh, I am a fan of the show. If you have not seen it, uh, the first few episodes, season one is not as good as season two and three. Uh, it, the, the series does get better as it goes. Uh, I thought like the beginning of the show, it, it um, was searching for its tone. You know, there was some jokes that didn't work for me, whatever, but the show really does get good. And it's, to- and if you're into Star Trek and you haven't seen it, it's really worth your time. But anyway, uh, the, the recent, the last season, uh, it aired a while ago now on Hulu and then it aired on Disney plus, And there's been a lot of talk about, is the show done? Cause there's been no talk about, you know, another season, no talk about anything. So I asked Seth, and um, I said, you know, is it dead? What can you say? And uh, I forget the exact quote was, um, it is not dead. Or maybe you can see it online. But basically he's saying it's not dead. And what that means could be anything from them doing a comic book to an animated series, to a TV movie, to a video game, to you name it. The fact is, though, I don't listen. The show costs a lot of money to produce. And I think if they were going to make another show, another season, we would have heard that by now. And I think when he's talking about this is me, obviously, inferring from what he's saying. But I think when he's talking about the the show is not dead, I think it means that there's going to be Orville content coming, but not necessarily the show. Um, I just don't know what that, you know, what the Orville's future is. But uh, as someone who really enjoys the characters in the show, um, I'm optimistic, you know, that fans can get something. Yeah. So the actual quote, just so that we can get the the exact wording, is uh, how do I answer this question? It is not officially over yet. No. Uh, I mean, that could read in a few different ways. As, as you pointed out, it could be any number of different avenues that we could be seeing media. It could also be the kind of thing where the studio hasn't decided if they want it to be dead yet. The higher ups haven't fully killed it yet. It's just not ready to be, I mean, officially, officially killed off. It could, could be any number of things. I personally am very, very hopeful for it. I, it took me a while to get into the Orville. Like I was a few years late getting into watching it. Um, Mostly because as you pointed out, the first season was kind of, kind of rough. Uh, to get into i felt like it was the first season is very much a parody of star trek everything after that becomes like the best star trek season in a while um so but it is a fantastic show and i do hope that we see more from it but that's not the only seth mcfarlane related news that we have to talk about because you actually also talked to him about another project another little bit of work that he is putting in uh you you got a chance to talk to him about the naked gun reboot and he uh you know this is one of those things that we kind of heard a little bit of about about a year ago 
and then there was a whole lot of just silence, whole lot of nothing until it came up. And finally, you got to talk, you got to ask him about it. And he basically just said, it is being worked on as we speak. Akiva Schaefer, who's written the draft with his team, has done a hell of a job and it is in development. So it's still very much alive. That is a far more positive quote than his Orville one. Steve, how, like, are you excited for a Naked Gun reboot? Is this something that you feel like we need? Uh, I'm excited for it because Liam Neeson would be playing um, the character and uh, Frank, I think, Drubbin. I can't, I can't remember Drubbin, the character's Drubbin, name. Yeah, something like yeah. that. Um, yeah. but I've, I've interviewed Liam a few times and I've always brought it up with him. And he seems genuinely excited to play the role. And also, let's be honest, Liam has done a lot of these action movies, the Taken-esque films. And he's getting older, and there's only so much action he can do. But standing around and delivering dialogue and, you know, being uh, doing comedy um, is something he can definitely do. And uh, I think he would be great in the role. Um, and also, I think that, like, the thing is, listen... Some people don't like Seth MacFarlane. I do. I think he's very funny, and I love how he pushes boundaries. And he, um, when you see the new TED series, there's a lot of jokes in there that would not make it on another channel. Like, um, and I don't know how much I can say, but, you know, it. He, he pushes, and I like that. And I'd like to think that Naked Gun uh, is ripe for uh, a reboot. And for a new movie. And um, I think that the combination of forces behind the scenes, I am looking forward to it. And I do hope it gets made. You know, we can, there's no, uh, we don't have enough comedies. Well, we, we especially don't have enough parody films. That's like, that is a subgenre of comedy that seemed to have died out like back during the nineties. It, it actually seemed like once Leslie Nielsen wasn't making them, nobody else was really doing parody films. We had like the, the movies movies for a while there, you know, scary movies, epic movie, hero movie, whatever. But outside of that, we haven't seen parody in a while. And if this does follow, you know, the original naked gun, and it is very much a parody of those, you know, cop films or cop dramas or things of that nature. It's just going to be refreshing to see, I think, just a, a sort of return to, at the very least, a type of comedy that I, as a child, that was like most of the comedy films that I watched were parodies, you know, Hot Shots and Spy Hard and all these movies that I just loved growing up. So it's going to be pretty good to see that coming back. Uh, you know, yeah. Liam Neeson. Anyway, I'm in full agreement. I, I welcome this and I hope it gets made. Yeah. And Liam Neeson, like he doesn't do a ton of comedies, but when he does, I, I've always found him to be pretty hilarious. He popped up in a, a thousand ways to die in the West. Right. Yeah. That again, yeah, exactly. And also I think he did an episode of extras with Ricky Gervais. Um, yeah. He's done a few things and look, like I said, I just think he has the look for that role. And playing it straight. Um, anyway, like I said, I, I hope this is one I hope gets made. Yeah. And I mean, like it, him playing that role, it actually does hilariously sort of follow Leslie Nielsen's career path a little bit there because he was fun fact. He was a serious actor uh, <laughs> before he started doing like airplane and naked gun and all those sort of films. So maybe that's, maybe that's where Liam, ne Liam Neeson's going to go. He's going to retire from action and just do, comedy from here on out i'd honestly be on board for that because i think that that is a breath of fresh air 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. As it were. All right, moving on to our final topic for the day. Uh, we have some news about Daredevil Born Again, at least some potential stuff. So Kingpin, we know, is going to be popping up in Echo. Uh, at least we're fairly certain he's going to be popping up in Echo. I, 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 can, I can confirm this. I've seen three episodes of Echo. Okay. Yeah, he's yeah. there. Uh, so, and we know that that series seems to be situating itself almost as like a prequel to Daredevil Born Again. So, well, just, to, just to let you know, Echo is um, part of this thing called Marvel Spotlight, yeah. which is, so for people that don't realize, this takes place outside the continuity of the MCU. Oh, it's actually like full outside the continuity. Like it's not going to directly connect I, I'm, in any yeah, way. I'm, I'm, pre- I'm pretty confident it's outside the continuity. I think that's what Spotlight is. It's sort of, um, it's their new umbrella that makes it so um, you can watch something without knowing everything about the MCU. Yeah. And, and I think we're, we're at the point now after 15 years of MCU that like Marvel and the studio, I think is getting a little nervous that you need to have watched so much stuff to you know, be caught up on what the new thing is. So I would imagine this is an experiment at seeing, can we do stuff with spotlight? And I actually think it's great because, you know, not everything has to fit into the the MCU um, umbrella. And maybe this way it will allow Marvel to tell stories using characters that are a little bit off the beaten path and just, you know, do some wild things. Like I want more werewolf by night, but that's, part of mcu that's not spotlight and um you know i want more of that and so hopefully this is the beginning hopefully it is uh but while speaking about echo uh d'onofrio got to talk a little bit about daredevil born again and sort of where they are at with that and uh he he basically threw his support behind all of the work that they are currently doing uh he said quote I think all the powers out there that control this whole creative world of the MCU also believe that we're in the right place now. I have to say it's luck, really. I mean, my favorite series so far have been Moon Knight and Loki, and we've got those guys as directors. And so that's pretty lucky. We've also got Dario, who's an incredible writer who wrote The Punisher. We're in a very happy place right now. That is probably the most positive words about Born Again that we have heard since they scrapped what they had and started over, which is great because I've been nervous about the show, to be honest. Yeah, I'll just straight up say what I heard, which is um, and I think you can read about it online, but I heard Daredevil Born Again was basically a mess. You know, like it was like six or eight episodes in before you saw Daredevil in costume. It was more of a lawyer show. There was not much action. It was basically the polar opposite of the Netflix series. And the Netflix series, I think we can all agree, was really well done. Like, I really enjoyed the uh, the Punisher, the uh, Daredevil. (laughs) I also enjoyed Punisher, but really enjoyed Daredevil. And the casting was spot on. You know, like, no one can argue that Vincent is a great kingpin. And Charlie's great as Matthew Murdoch and Daredevil. But you can't go from that Netflix show and then all of a sudden have, like, a talking drama. Like, I don't want that. You know, I I want it to be Daredevil, 
and Matthew Murdoch, you know? I mean, a part of me would like to see a a Marvel courtroom drama, but I feel like it would have to be its own thing and not like the next Daredevil series. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's something that they they kind of positioned that She-Hulk was going to be that actually now that I think about it. And then it wound up not being that. But anyways, uh, yeah, no, I am super excited to hear that. It seems like things are going in a great place. And honestly, if if Vincent D'Onofrio is happy with the way that the show is going and with the way that things are progressing, that's good enough for me because I trust his opinion on how things are going um, because he he loves the character. He loves the project. And it just seems like, you know, if he's happy, I'm happy. Also, Aaron and Justin, uh, the directors. um they're very talented. They're very, very good at their jobs. And I would like to think that uh, having them sign on is a huge plus. Um, and also, like, look, the fact is that Marvel is finally behind the scenes, sort of pushing pause on everything, you know, obviously, except for Deadpool 3, which is, ch- you know, chugging along and doing great. But they are examining everything and trying to fix problems because, Look, the the fact is, in my opinion, and I don't know how everyone else feels, that I love Marvel. I love Marvel movies. There's been a noticeable decrease in quality over the last few years where I am not as enthusiastic about what they're putting out. And I think that it's because it became product rather than art. And I know, like, listen, obviously Marvel and Disney, they're trying to make money. They're trying to sell toys. But you can also create great movies while doing these things. Because a great movie encourages encourages you to take pictures with the character at the theme park or buy the toys or buy the collectibles or whatever, you know, surround yourself, you know, with, uh, with Marvel stuff. But I think it's very important that they have pushed pause on everything and are rewriting things like the new Captain America and Daredevil and a lot of other stuff behind the scenes and looking at the calendar and seeing where we're going to make changes and, you know, maybe making less and making what we're making better, you know, and that's what I heard is going on. And I welcome this, you know, um, I, I just, I really want the movies and the shows to be awesome. I'm rooting for them. Um, and I hope that this is the case. Yeah, I, I very much feel like it's it's a lot of what you just mentioned. And it's also I feel like there's at least an element of it that is just almost them getting complacent, like they got comfortable. They, you know, sort of reached a point where they felt like they could do no wrong. And now all of a sudden they're becoming very painfully aware that they can, in fact, do wrong and that uh, they actually need to try. Um, they can't just coast by on their past successes and hope that things are going to be all right. Uh, well, I, was, I was actually going to say, I, I, I don't want to say I disagree with you, but I think the ultimate problem is that Marvel has a very strong leadership at the top. And there's a lot of key people that have been there for a long time that help make decisions and, and fix things. But when you are producing, say, 10 things at once, you cannot focus all your attention on one thing. One of the reasons why the movies were so good for so long is that they were releasing one movie a year, you know, and then when they went to two movies a year, you could still maintain quality and do reshoots and fix things. But when you have like two or three movies a year and then three or four shows, 
it's impossible. Like you, one person or a few people can't do this. So you rely on the executives that are running a show to do the best job they can. But ultimately, like I'll say this at Collider, we brainstorm all the time together to come up with great ideas. And the more people you have discussing it, the better the idea sometimes is going to be, you know, and that's what Marvel needs. And that's why making less, God willing, will have that executive team able to really focus on the projects they're making and how do we make these better? And maybe not letting something get made that isn't ready to be made, you know, like not trying to find it in the writing process or in the reshoots, but like having strong scripts from the beginning, you know? I think it's definitely at least safe to say that there's probably multiple factors that are playing into the situation that Marvel is currently in, whether or not it's any of the things that we each individually mentioned is, you know, we aren't there in the meetings. We don't know necessarily what the situation is, but the fact of the matter is it seems like they are trying to course correct. Uh, Daredevil born again might've been like the most drastic course correction that they did just straight up scrapping everything that they had and starting fresh. But I actually they're able to execute it. I think it's the right move. I think they're not going to scrap everything they shot because they shot a bunch of episodes. I think what they're going to probably do is figure out what of the material we shot is salvageable for the new Daredevil, like the new version of the series. But like maybe there's a way of taking the courtroom stuff that they already shot and using that and not, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like you get what I mean. Also, they originally announced 18 episodes Maybe they're going to decide, remember, like, I'm not sure if you remember, but they must have decided they were going to shoot two seasons at once because there's no way to air 18. So it was probably two seasons or you break it up into three. Maybe what they're going to do is decide, okay, let's not do 18. Let's do eight, you know, or 10 or whatever that number is and bring it down, have a contained story, get it out. And as it's going out, let's work on season two or whatever. Because remember also now, Disney Plus and the Marvel shows now have showrunners, which in the past they never did. And so now they're thinking about, I know, it's crazy. So now it's so bizarre to me. Uh, It's wild that they didn't before. (laughs) Like knowing what I know about about how show production goes, it just like it blew my mind to hear that they didn't have showrunners. Yeah, it was it was also frustrating doing interviews where people are like, it was never really clear who was the final say. And now they're looking at the shows more about, okay, we're going to do seasons, not just one thing. And how do we, you know, and that's what, what we've been talking about. Are they're changing yeah. things? Yeah. So, but I, listen, I love daredevil and the characters and the cast. So I really do hope that like, you know, aim for eight episodes and do two, three seasons. You know, I don't need 18 trying to come up with 18 scripts and like make that all work is really, really hard. You know? Yeah, that that always did seem like it was a little bit excessive to me yes. when I when I heard the episode count back when they announced it. I was just like, I mean, it's cool because I, I want a lot of Daredevil and I'm not going to complain about having more of it. But like, that's a lot, especially compared to all of the other Disney Plus you know shows that are going like six to eight episodes, depending on which one it is. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll just have to see how things pan out with that. And with that, we are now at the end of our episode. Uh, Steve, you got anything that uh, anything that you want to talk about? Any anything coming up? Anything you want to plug that uh, people might not know about? Uh, we're going to announce our next IMAX screening on the site on Tuesday. 
Um, and I'm working on a few other screenings, one of which could be really awesome, but I don't know if it's going to happen. I have a meeting today to discuss. So I'm fingers crossed because if it does, it's the kind of thing that I think a lot of people would want to attend and it would not be in LA. I, I gotta say like one of my biggest regrets living away from either LA or New York is that I never get to go to any of these awesome screenings that you're constantly doing because I see them. You like, you'll post about them in our Slack and stuff like that, or you'll post about them on social and I'll see them and I'll just be like, I, I want to go, but it's like, it's like a 10 hour drive for me to go do that. I, I will tell you, we're doing a screening of the for all mankind season four finale, on that Thursday cool. night next week. By the way, for all mankind, if you've never seen it, Apple TV is phenomenal. One of the best shows on TV. But we're doing a big event for the finale, and I'll have the the creators, producers, and three of the cast. It's a huge Q and A, uh, and there are people flying in and driving in and for the event because one of the things that I love is the fact that like no one else is doing these events like we're doing. And if you're a yeah. fan of this show, like a super fan, like I am and you live in Denver, you are never going to see the cast. You're never going to meet Ron Moore or like the show. Ron, you know what I mean? And if you fly in for the event, you are definitely seeing them in person. You're going to watch the finale on the, on a movie screen, which is the only time and place you'll see the finale on a movie screen. And I've seen the finale and it's like one of the best episodes of TV this year. It's an hour and 17 minutes. It's a, a long episode filled with cool stuff. So it's really cool. And we, we had people once for our Vikings Valhalla event. We have a cat now. Uh, notice. <laughs> um, yes, you want to say hi to the audience? Hold on. I was wondering Let's if we were going to get a kitty cameo. Aww. Uh, but we had people flying from like Israel and other places for some of our events because, you know, we sometimes have the cast hanging out. Anyway. Yeah. You know, it, it's really, I'm, we're very fortunate to be able to do these things and it's only because of everyone who reads the site and watches this and everything else that we get to do this. So if you want an opportunity to check out a collider screening, uh, be sure to, uh, I would say the best course of action for you is to pay attention to uh, Steve's social media. Cause he's always posting about them. Obviously also check out collider.com. There's going to be information about all of it there. Uh, and anything else that we have upcoming anything at all, whether it be coverage, you know, anything like that is all going to be on the website. So go over there, check it out, read everything. It's, it's a great time. I, I get overwhelmed by just how much coverage there is. On our also, site sometimes. I'm also going to say that when we announce a screening or an event, we feature it in the top six for 24 to 48 hours. So if you awesome. read the site every day, you will see the announcement when we do a cool event, like it's for sure going to be featured. So you can't miss it. Solid. Good plan. Get over there. Check it out. Uh, with that, that is the end of our show. Uh, we will be back Monday with our usual stuff. I don't know who's going to be up because obviously we don't have the schedule quite figured out yet, but be sure to tune in for that. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your weekend. Make good choices and I'll see you next week.